Armstrong and Getty. I love that. That is the perfect Monday feeling right there. That is the sound of America, isn't it? That junior high band struggling to make music. I don't give a damn about any trumpet playing band. Live from Studio C. Si, senor. Dimly lit room. Deep within the bowels, I'm telling you, the bowels of this dimly lit room. Um, And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The giant, hulking, porculous Bill. And apparently Prince What's-His-Face and the actor girl. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yes. Both giant stories, apparently. Apparently. Uh, <laughs> Something for everyone. Poor Prince Harry and his wife. What's her name? See, I don't, I, don't even know, I don't even know their names. And I'm going to try to continue to have that be true. Um, they're so unhappy with all the attention that they get that they can't stop sitting down for major national interviews. Yes, for millions and millions of dollars, no less. We just want to be left alone, they say in their interview with People Magazine. Why won't people stop following us around, they say in their interview with TMZ. And then finally, we just want to be regular people in their national interview with Oprah Winfrey. Um, But uh, a couple of nuggets have come out of there that are causing discussion, so we'll touch on that. I think looking at the thing as a whole is the most interesting part of it. Why that story exists at all why they fled the royal family why the royal family exists why people are interested in the royal family just the whole thing is it's well it's a study of how nutty humans are why people are interested in the royal family i have no answer for i don't understand that um i will say this and then we can move on till later um I didn't pay any. I, I kept seeing the headline as I'm going through my news feed over the weekend, all the various clips coming out of the big Oprah Winfrey interview with him. And I ignored them all because we don't pay attention to royal crap. Neither one of us have any interest. We don't assume you do as a listener really either. So I paid no attention. Then I flipped on Morning Joe on MSNBC this morning when I got up. And Morning Joe said, I have no interest in the royal family. And neither does my wife, Mika Brzezinski. We have no interest in the royals. But she called me last night and said, are you watching this interview with Oprah Winfrey? Oh, my God. And uh, he said uh, he got sucked in and is two people that have no interest in it. And so that perked my ears up a little bit that a couple of people who had no interest in it. The race thing is kind of interesting. And if there's if there's a chance that the royal family is about to completely blow up and fall apart, Mm -hmm. that's kind of interesting to me. Right, right. It is a compelling human story involving an institution, the royal family, that is not unlike the the empire in the Star Wars movies. I mean, it is it's enormous. It's apparently permanent. It's mostly evil, and and they're plucky youngsters fighting against it. Never mind the hypocrisy it, you were talking it, about. It may be more backward and evil than we even knew. If right. these char- things they're saying about race are true. I mean, it may be like from a, a, centuries ago backwards, which would really be interesting to find out. Well, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, we can talk about that earlier. I mean, you're a guy who said you couldn't watch The Crown just because it's about the royal family. <laughs> right, right. But I've got to admit, I got sucked into some of this stuff. Um, As far as the general manager you made there, the uh, the spending package... I think this is a fairly important moment in history in that it's not a moment in history. Very few people seem to be interested much at all of what happened over the weekend, and it is going to be signed into law 
probably, what, Tuesday or Wednesday this week, they're thinking. Um, I got passed over the weekend. Almost $2 trillion. Um, only one party, hardly any of it, has anything to do with the pandemic and everything that we've lived through for the past year. Nobody's hearing that. Nobody's yep. interested in that story at all. The only part that gets reported and the only part people care about is how big is my check is 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 my check going to be and when do I get it? Which I'm not banging on that, but you could have had the part with the checks and where you're going to get it without the other what 1.5 trillion? Sure. You could have yeah. eliminated and still done all the checks and everything like that. So the only part people are talking about is such a tiny piece of it. They're remaking healthcare, they're remaking um, our, our our welfare state in ways that usually takes decades of nibbling around the edges to to change, and it's all going to change the stroke of a pen this week. Nobody even knows that. Most well, people. Don't. We'll, we'll tell you some of the stuff that's in the stuff that's going on. Major changes in the way we structure society. No debate nationally about it whatsoever. What I think is really notable about your reference to nibbling around the edges is all that nibbling. Every time a nibble was attempted, it would be a giant national debate. People would be really oh, yeah. invested in oh, the yeah. question of how we run our society. But they, they, they ate the whole pizza this time, and nobody gives a damn. Are, are, are uh, Megan, what's her face and in, in, in Prince Charming involved in this cover-up or what? Was that part of the timing? Do we have pizza? <laughs> God, I ate too, way too much pizza yesterday. My son's a birthday party. Um, See, folks, this is what happens when I try to run a serious policy debate <laughs> around here. Well, you shouldn't have used pizza as your analogy. You'd think you'd know better. Stop at this using point. food metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, My son's a big paintball birthday party thing was yesterday, and yes. I had to get a whole bunch of pizzas, and I had this stack of hot pizzas while the kids were still out there playing paintball, and I'm just kind of twiddling my thumbs. And I thought, you know, I had to check and make sure they're okay, I suppose. <laughs> So I, took a, so I took a slice or two from each box just to make sure the pizzas are okay. Uh, I thought you meant the kids. No, 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 check no. Out the kids. I was checking the fun to make sure the pizzas are okay. I was Very looking for an excuse for me to break into the pizzas before they got back. Yes. By the way, something. I'm not going to mention the actual dollar amount, but is this what some people do for their kids' birthday parties, apparently, is these paintball things? I had no idea what it cost. Oh, boy. <laughs> Well, I, I haven't taken kids to play paintball in a in hundred years, but... Oh, my uh, God! A lot, huh? How are you going to put a price on memories, Jack? I didn't know I was going to have to get a, a second mortgage on my home <laughs> for his birthday party. What the hell? Did you go for the tactical attack helicopter package? <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it includes paint artillery, one paint Moab. The Apache package. It's you, a hundred-gallon bubble of paint. You fight robots. <laughs> no, where they get you is the uh, the paintballs. You're not allowed to bring your own paintballs that I assume you can buy at like a tenth of the co- price at Costco or something. Yes. And, they, and you buy them there, and the kids went through. And so the package, which was expensive to start with, came up with a certain number of paintballs, which they went through and like a half an hour right of this three-hour party and then i started buying the more paintballs next thing 50 percent of the cost was buying extra paintballs and uh holy cow i guess that's just what people do now well you need to teach the kids about fiscal responsibility you get 10 shots all day choose them carefully i do appreciate you including gunplay in your son's birthday (laughs) i mean that's so american Gunplay and pizza. Yes, yes. Some, somebody did make a comment. I couldn't tell if they were being serious or just sarcastic about uh, introducing teenage school kids to the idea of weaponry. Seems like a great idea. Hmm. Um, you know, hearkening back to the school shooting days of when that was the national crisis. Well, we averted that threat by closing all the schools. 
true. Man, I've got an update on one of those stories from an uh, unhappy mom who's been battling the school board yesterday and got some insight on that, at least from one particular school district. Judging by our email, we have a lot of unhappy moms out there and dads and kids, miserable kids, as we've been discussing. More on the Porculus package. We'll discuss the Royals. I can't believe we're actually going to discuss the Royals. We'll play that Lord song a lot. We'll play the Lord song a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did eat too much pizza. It's teamwork that makes the dream work. I noticed that watching the paintball uh, guys get after it. Like the, the 30 to 40-year-old dudes who show up oh, yeah. with all their equipment and everything like that. They've got some serious teamwork. Yelling out orders. Omaha 4! Omaha 4! And they run from thing to thing and start shooting people. Cobra strike! <laughs> um... Uh, let's introduce everybody. There's our technical director, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, pretty good. See, I also did paintball as a kid, Jack, but my uh, parents would save costs. They would just buy cans of paint and hand each, you know, and each one of us a can of paint. <laughs> We'd go. open up and just throw it with our hands. <laughs> so I, I it wasn't quite the same. But. I could have said 15 minutes into the three-hour party, well, you've used all the paintballs, so it's over. <laughs> this is how we learn about budgeting, kids. <laughs> They just You'd stand. have been uncool, Dad. Now you're cool, Dad. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. Uh, I don't know if you guys know about the ghost kitchen phenomenon that is happening in a lot of uh, restaurants, particularly in the uh, delivering uh, your, your Uber Eats, your DoorDash, kind of the, the ordering and takeout stuff, where um, I, I like wing places. And the when I uh, pulled up my food delivery app, I was like, oh, hell, cool, here's a wing place. It's weird. I've never even heard of this place. I, I live in this area. I drive around here. I've been looking for places to go to eat prior pandemic, and I never this thing never popped up. Well, it turns out what's happening is our companies are essentially subcontracting uh, kitchens from established chain restaurants who aren't serving the same capacity that they used to. So, like, uh, th- this place that I'm getting wings from, turns out it's just a Chili's kitchen that they're, you know, uh, loaning their recipe to, I guess, or something. And they're just delivering multiple different, quote-unquote, food places from single kitchens. I found this fascinating. Huh. So restaurants are, like, subletting their kitchens? To other wow. restaurants. No, I didn't know that and at all. So, yeah, so, like, this Chili's has at least two, maybe up to four or five different places making food out of there, catering to the DoorDash, Uber Eats right. uh, business model. How did you figure that out? A friend of mine hit me to it because he he, okay. he mentioned the exact same wing place and said it was from. A, I was like, oh, that's weird. And I bet my place is that too. And they call it ghost kitchens. Uh, yeah, ghost kitchens. Yeah, oh, interesting. I'll have to look more into this. The innovation of a private enterprise when they're under the thumb of government regulations and have to figure out a way to survive. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is. How did it already get to be? Why am I looking at my phone? It was my son's birthday yesterday. For crying out loud, I don't know the date. Monday, March 8th, the year 2021, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Deal. He could make the Republican Party something that nobody else I know could make it. It could make it bigger. He could make it stronger. He could make it more diverse. It's Lindsey Graham talking about Trump. We'll play some of that from his Axios interview. Axios uh, becoming a big Sunday night show, like 60 Minutes. Piers Morgan goes off on Meghan Markle, I see up on my Twitter feed. Inferring, the, inferring the queen is a racist, absolutely outrageous lies. Okay. Did she infer uh. the queen is a racist? The queen is 100 years old. She could certainly have the, the racial beliefs of a much bygone era. 
Well, she could also have the doddering, hardly formed beliefs of somebody who's way, 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 way past her prime. Yeah. Anyway, more on that later. I can't take serious takes on their bitching at each other within the royal family, really. I, I, I can take the broader view, but I just I can't get into the specifics. Bombshell claims on new interview up on the CNN. Yeah, yeah nobody's right. paying. Nobody's really interested in the $2 trillion. It's how big is my check and when do I get it? Yap, yap, yap. Shut up about the other stuff. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. Very good start to the week. Uh, Well, that's cool. That's all next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm getting punched in the face by other members of this show for even bringing this back up again. Yeah. Um, I think there's a chance. No, I haven't heard anybody say this. I think there's a chance Prince Harry married a crazy hot chick and has gotten sucked into her world. And at some point, he's going to look back on this and say, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't well, mean I've... crazy hot, which she is, but crazy comma hot. Yeah, I've thought that from the beginning. But no, I haven't heard anybody say that in the last 48 hours after this interview has happened. uh, I I heard one commentator suggest it, although I found their overall tone so nasty. I didn't really want to repeat it. It was tabloidy. Um, The world is running out of sand. No, it's not. Which is a major headline. It sure doesn't seem like it from beaches I've been on. But uh, yes, having world... recently been on a sanded dune, there appeared to be quite a bit of it. <laughs> sanded dune. <laughs> also, something I want to get to. I have one number from the Porculus Bill, one figure that will rock your world. You will hear it and it will change everything. All right. All right. That oversells it a little bit, but it is. No, it will change everything. It'll, everything. Mailbag. If you love your kids now, you won't afterwards. If you don't love them, afterwards you will. You will. It'll change everything. Here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day from Thomas Sowell. Never more appropriate than today. It is hard to imagine a more stupid or dangerous way of making decisions than by putting those decisions in the hands of people who pay no price for being wrong. Well, they have to get reelected every sort of... No, 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 no. Dan in Stanford writes, you guys were thinking aloud about a Christy Gnome slogan early last week. Like, I was a talker for Walker until it turns out Scott Walker's kind of just half-witted. It came right to me. You can have this one for free. I'm Misty for Christy. Christy Gnome, the lovely and uh, terrific, reasonable governor of South Dakota. Speaking of politicians, he writes, thanks for giving President Swalwell his proper beating regarding his lawsuit stunt suing Trump. The Mercury News in the Bay Area of California ran a story headlined, Why is East Bay Congressman Eric Swalwell suing Trump? And I wrote the journalist and told him, Swalwell appears to have a negative net worth with significant student loan and credit card debt and very few assets. See his latest financial disclosure. And Dan helpfully includes the link. Swalwell is 40 years old, a congressman, and a net debtor. He has nothing. He's suing Trump for the money because he needs the money. Interesting. Everything is a stunt in the modern world, too. Yeah, we just we just yeah. live in a world of stunts and uh, and sound bites. It's weird. Jeremy in uh, beautiful Utah 
mentions, uh, guys, you're talking on your uh, show about the universal minimum income. Yeah, there's more to be said on that, more developments. How some studies say it may increase responsibility and cost less than welfare. I want to remind all of us that we already have a universal income system in the U.S., and it has a long record for study and analysis. It's the federal payment system to Native Americans. Each member receives a monthly amount, but what's Mm. the result? Poverty, abuse, addiction, suicide, despair. These are the terrible effects when dignity and self-respect are lost from a need to provide for for oneself. Interesting. Reservations are the experiment. Yeah, yeah, I've been saying that for ages, but uh, that's a really good point. Okay, we're running out of time. Uh, Barry writes, help me out, guys. I read where efforts are being made to close the gender gap regarding STEM studies. Not enough females involved in this, but I'm also reading that gender is fluid and pronouns should be eliminated. There's no such thing as men and women. Can we clear this up, please? That is unlikely. That is confusing. Joe's got something from the stimulus package that will change everything you believe. Uh, Some more nuggets from that giant, giant bill that is going through. It needs more attention. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. How often do you talk to moderate Republican colleagues, the difference makers who could support pieces of the Biden agenda? Daily, hourly, (laughs) all the time. That's Joe Manchin, senator from uh, Virginia, saying how he talks to Republicans all the time about uh, fashioning the bill that has now passed the House and the Senate and is going to get signed by the president in a couple of days. I saw a couple of headlines. He's playing footsie with the idea of ending the filibuster. Have you actually read any of that stuff? I have not. I just saw that headline also, and he had said definitively that he's against that. But uh, who knows? He was also, I thought, against this giant bill being passed on nonpartisan lines, and he uh, changed his mind. And some of his reasoning is I talk to Republicans all the time. They had their input with me, so... He, sure they did. The, that topic was brought up during that Axios interview. He said he he's against ending it, but he wants to kind of bring back maybe the talking aspect. He he says there should be some pain into making it happen. You shouldn't just be able to check a box and say we're filibustering. Gotcha. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, those headlines were a little misleading. I saw. Thanks for the clarification, Sean. Maybe we can dig up that clip. Yeah. It's although you know uh, arcane Senate rule interpretation is not exactly a ratings blockbuster. When the Queen is worried about brown babies, it is. <laughs> All right. I'll stay tuned if I must. Uh, here's the number that will just break your block. It will bust your block. Rob Portman, uh, Senator, was talking about the enormous, gigantic reshaping the economy, the welfare state, everything about America, Bill, which the drive-by dopes at even Fox News keep referring to as the COVID bailout bill or the COVID relief bill. That's it, COVID relief bill. It's got nothing to do with the freaking COVID. And I don't know how many different politicians I heard over the weekend. Well, it's popular. So it's 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 over 50% even with Republicans in terms of being popular. Now, I'd say it's because people don't know what it is, but it's kind of a chicken and egg sort of situation so it's popular so you want to be on the right side of it as opposed to being the person i guess that convinces people to not like it and turn it into unpopular i guess but um uh, where was i going with this i had a point oh um yeah i I, the number of politicians that i that i heard saying we got to get these checks out to people they need to pass the stimulus bill okay that's a tiny portion of this two trillion dollar bill is the checks that are going out to people why do we have to pass the whole damn thing right right 
That's the sheep's clothing the wolf is wearing. So here's your blockbuster number that'll spin your head around. The last relief bill was in December. It was $900 billion. $900 billion. The only, only reason half... it was $900 billion is because they knew a trillion sounded too big. Right. Only half of that has been spent. $450 billion or so is sitting there waiting to be spent. As more and more people are getting vaccinated, more and more people going back to work, we added about 380,000 jobs last month. Um, the, uh, the COVID is in retreat. There were five states that had zero deaths and five more that had five or fewer. And there are still $450 billion sitting there if COVID relief is needed. Well, as of and a couple, yet they passed this bill. Well, as of a couple of weeks ago, of the $66 billion that went to schools, only $4 billion had been spent. That was before. That's from that bill you were talking about in December. The new one, I think it's $130 billion that's going to schools, is spread out over like the next 20 years. Yeah. It really has nothing to do with opening schools for your kids. It's nope. just a cash grab. And, and and everybody's okay with it, I guess. Apparently. Apparently. So a couple of more thoughts on this that really struck me. Uh, a couple of opinion pieces I read. One by Larry Summers, moderate uh, Republican, uh, egg-headed financial guy, served in the Treasury Department, that sort of thing, economic ex- advisor. He says, I agree with the general consensus of progressive economists that it would have been much better if the Obama administration had been able to legislate a much larger fiscal stimulus in early 09. So he's no hardcore fiscal conservative, okay? But he writes, yet a comparison in the 09 stimulus and what is now being proposed is instructive. In 09, they're talking about the gap between actual economic output and potential economic output. That's the way they measured, okay, how screwed are we? How bad is the economy right now because of the collapse? The gap between actual and potential output. That gap was about $80 billion a month, and the stimulus provided 30 to $40 billion a month, about half the shortfall, okay? And he says, yeah, maybe it could have been a little bigger than half the shortfall. Well, listen to this. The gap between the actual and potential output right now is declining from about $50 billion a month at the beginning of the year to $20 billion a month at the end. So it's, you know, $20, $25 billion. The proposed stimulus will total in the neighborhood of $150 billion a month. That's triple the size of the shortfall. One more time. The Obama stimulus was about half of the shortfall. The Biden stimulus is triple the shortfall. That's how little it has to do, again, with the COVID. Then one more thought, if I might, at the risk of boring you to death. This is from, oh, what's his face? Uh, Oh, Steve Ratner, who's a big Mm -hmm. Obama-era treasury guy. He's a Democrat. He's an Obama guy. He talks about uh, growing up with rampant inflation in the 70s and how he's kept an eye out for it. Um, And he says, I don't want that era to come back. That worries the hell out of me. Yeah, you ought to be worried. As Ratner says, yeah, the monthly price index looks pretty benign right now. Uh, but when even when casting aside the stimulus, some important early warning s- signals have begun flashing. The prices of many commodities are surging, copper and lumber, because of the jump in home building. Global steel demand has pushed up iron ore prices. Even tin, heavily used in electronics, is, is jumping like crazy. Inflation expectations are also on the rise among traders. 
Uh, it talks about bonds. That, in turn, has shaken financial markets, which rightfully view climbing interest rates as the enemy of their investments. It is against this backdrop that Congress is on the verge, too late, of injecting an additional $1.9 trillion into an economy that's already received more than $4 trillion in boosts from Washington. Long story short, Ratner is terrified of runaway inflation. God, that's scary. Rob Portman, Ratner. Uh, Larry Summers, all saying, danger, danger, danger. And we're all talking about the Princess What's-Her-Face. I can add one more name to the list. You know, I, I see the talking about Princess What's-Her-Face as a break from the craziness. <laughs> you know uh, what, yeah, if you're, if you're, I watch golf on TV. Who am I to criticize anybody? If you're choosing it over ever paying attention to that, well, then that makes you an idiot. But you just I, don't vote. I got one more of these to add to it, and I'll get into the details later. But the... um. The head economic columnist from the Washington Post retired over the weekend. And I believe we've had him on many times. Darn it, I skipped the part where it's got his name. Let me find that for you. Um, he's uh, Stephen Perlstein. Um, he's been writing for the Washington Post for 33 years. And he just retired over the weekend. He said this era is not for him. He said, "I've never been. I've never been beholden to one party or the other. I'm just an economist who tries to uh, to to read things as I see them." And he said, "And and there's just no room for that anymore. People don't want that. They want they want you know a partisan thing." And he wrote in his headline was, "In Democrats' progressive paradise, borrowing is free. <clears throat> borrowing is free. Spending pays for itself, and interest rates never rise." And just going through how you know. My, my colleagues, apparently, who've decided to pick a side, have just ignored the rules of the way economics have worked, I guess, and just no yeah. longer any of that matters. And I'll read some more of that later. It's pretty devastating. From a guy in the Washington Post, for crying out loud, who says this is just this is just giving up on 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 gravity. This is just pretending that the rules of economics don't exist anymore. Yeah, it's a rich guy on a Coke binge. I mean, we're just, we're, we've become untethered to any sense of responsibility. It's a hell of an experiment we're running, and we'll all find out how it works out together. God dang it. You know what? I'm going to need a tremendous amount of therapy and ministering when, uh, when, when we're living in, my parents bought their first house with like 20% interest rates. Mm hmm. Um, when we're living in those times again, inflation and everybody's, you know, savings is worth half what they thought it was going to be because of inflation and all these things. I'm going to need all this therapy and everything like that because I'm going to, you know, because nobody's going to want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. A, a chunk of us knew this would happen. Yeah. There's, there's a crowd out there. We were, we we're screaming as loud as we could. We, we, act, we knew this was going to happen. It was, it was pretty evident to, to us, but nobody, nobody cared. And, uh, that's why we're where we, where we are now. Now hand me the cat food. I'm hungry. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it won't even be the good cat food. It'll be the cheap garbage. Not even the juicy parts of the tuna. It'll be all tail and fin and eyeball. Abolish the monarchy is trending today after Meghan and Harry's Oprah interview. We abolished the monarchy around here in 1776. So this is a discussion that needs to be had. How does something that crazy continue? The way it is. My favorite. In the Western world, that's hard to explain. Yeah. My, favorite, what, my favorite comment from this from the Twitterverse was once again, America will defeat the British monarchy by spilling the tea. Hey, good one. Nice. Nice. Do you think my, my, my sarcasm earlier of, uh, 
we left the royal family because we just want to be left alone. Now we're doing a national interview with Oprah. We just want we just want to be regular people. Now we're going to do a national interview with Us Magazine. Um, was the Oprah thing? Look, you made our lives miserable. We're going to tell people what you bastards are really like. Is that what it is? Yeah, and I think they're trying to reclaim the narrative too. The, the Americans can't understand what it's like to be uh, constantly under the eye of the British tabloids. I don't think, and how awful it can be. Um, and they had a horrible reality. Now they're trying to craft their own reality. And, and hanging on to their celebrity is absolutely part of it. You're right. But they wanted to get out of the royal family for a lot more than they want to be left alone. It's just it's an untenable existence. It's a bizarre and, and cruel existence, and no human should have to endure it. Well, if you wanna you wanna leave the royal family but still be rich celebrities, I think you're trying to have your you know, you wanna have your crumpets and eat them too. That's a little... Why would you just want crumpets to look at them? <laughs> I don't. I don't actually have any idea what a crumpet is. Well, is that I'm a trying to be thing. Yeah, it's it's a biscuit. It's a biscuit. Cookie scone kind of a scone in the scone world. Yeah. Yes. Let's just let's settle on. It's that in the scone orbit. Oh yeah. Somebody could somebody search. I don't care. <laughs> uh, but I'm trying to be a rich celebrity and not be in the royal family, so I can't condemn them for that. <laughs> I understand the goal there. Um, anyway, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. we got more stuff we'll sprinkle throughout the show to not have your head pop off um, or or annoy you to death about the giant stimulus package about what's in there. We'll kind of, kind of try to spread it out for you. Oh, yeah. When you live in the age when nobody wants to know the, the, the facts, nobody wants to look at the checkbook, the, the, the register part. They just want to keep writing checks. What kind of idiots are we to, 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 to shouting this stuff? Let's just give up. We'll talk about the Prince. Uh, what's his face? Speaking of waving your Megan? arms. And, <laughs> Megan. Speaking of waving your arms and yelling and trying to get people's attention. Microsoft is trying to let the world know we're under attack from China right now, and we have been for days. Will somebody help us here? China is attacking Microsoft. Wow. One of the world's biggest companies. More details on that on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. When I was pregnant, all around this same time, so we have in tandem the conversation of he won't be given security, he's not going to be given a title, and also concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. What? <laughs> Oprah Humphrey says, What? 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 And Meghan Markle, Prince Harry's wife, who's not a queen or something, or duchess or princess or whatever. I don't even know. Whatever. I haven't been following this story at all um, over these years. But anyway, she says that somebody in the royal family was concerned about. So so you got to fill me in. Meghan Markle, Prince Harry's wife, actress hottie. Yes. Was she a person of color? 
She's yes, her uh, she's half black. And she's was, half black. I I can't even make those words come out of my mouth without retching because I find them so repugnant. No, and I don't I don't pay attention to that sort of thing. The it's woke just, crowd is obsessed with. Some it. people are tanner than others. Okay, so she's half black. Yeah. So she's suggesting that some people in the royal family were wondering what color the baby was going to be. Right, and had concerns about that. And they didn't want to provide him a title or security. Now, a friend of mine texted me, Mike the lawyer. Uh, I heard the the clips of that interview with Oprah. All she did was ask leading questions, which made it very easy for them to imply race. It was total bullspit. What? Oprah Winfrey just says. So it, what? Oprah, Oprah does what? the exciting thing of interviewing Meghan Markle alone and without Harry there and yes. then brings Harry in. Like for, it's the newlyweds game from, back in the 70s. For more of the same conversation. My father and my brother, they are trapped. They don't get to leave. And I have huge compassion for that. Megan shared with us that there was a conversation with you about Archie's skin tone. Mm -hmm. What was that conversation? That conversation (laughs) I'm never going to share. Um, But at at the time, it was awkward. I was a bit shocked. Um, can, you, can you tell us what the question was? No, I don't, I'm not comfortable sharing that. Okay. Um, but that was, that was right at the beginning, right? Um, like, what will the baby look like? Yeah, what will the kids look like? So, him, I will never share <sighs> that information. <sighs> See, I kind of imply that somebody, you know, and everybody immediately leaves to, was it the queen? It could be the queen, it could be... Ten rungs beneath her. It could or, be his jug-eared daddy. Or it could have never happened at all. There's always that potential. Uh, don't call Harry a liar. Are you calling him a liar? Don't call him a liar. Uh, no, I don't have any reason to think he would make that up. I, I think she's capable of saying anything. I think she's a crazy person. Yes. Uh, I, I, you know, I use the term crazy colloquially. Um, uh, but she, what? she didn't, she didn't talk a fair amount about, she didn't talk a fair amount about considering killing herself. And that's when Harry got all concerned and they needed to leave the royal family and everything like that. She's an actress. She's a very emotional, uh, on the, on the edge of emotions sort of person. I'm, yes. Having dated a few, I can attest to that. Careful, fellas. Careful. If I'm standing still on the freeway in traffic, I consider killing myself. Like that, this this notion of like that is just a thought that runs through people's minds on a fairly yeah, frequent basis. It's and it's normal. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So, how serious was she about it? Of course, is a question. But yeah. So, so some people are saying, look, you can't make, you can't hint that maybe the queen questioned the color of your baby in a racist way, and then say we're not going to name any names. So you either got to keep that to yourself or have the guts to come forward and name some names. Is is some people's view of this? What do you think? Uh, yeah, well, uh, you have to remember. What Harry. color would the baby be? Would it be brown or black? <laughs> There's a chance of that. Oh, My corgis will not react well to a black person in the. In the, in the, in the Good I don't think I can have this conversation. I'll disassociate myself from this entire segment. Uh, so Harry, who is a helicopter pilot in Afghanistan, all right, this is a guy fully in touch with the realities of life. And he has a crazy hot actress wife, all right? The idea of him staying in the royal family was just never going to work. Never going to work. 
she maybe said some stuff that was sticking her neck out a little bit. I don't know if anybody has ever had a spouse who who said stuff that probably should have remained uh, in, in the family or, or said it in a way that perhaps was spun interestingly. Uh, and I think he's like, oh, my God, she shut her mouth. She shot her mouth off again. I don't know. Did, did, did somebody, I can easily see some freaking 85-year-old inbred British royal person saying, how dark can we expect a baby oh to be? Oh, my God. What a uh, question to ask she, somebody. She's half uh, black, is that the term? Uh, and he is quite pale. What color? As if they're discussing corgis again. And I could see the two of them just squirming and uncomfortable well, with that. And, well, when, when Harry was going to marry her, one of the tabloids in London, the headline was straight out of Compton with oh, a picture of uh, yeah, Meghan Markle. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's where they are in the in the royal press there. Oh, that is so nasty. Yeah. So nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Now we can play some more clips later. I just, I think it's Did interesting how interested to, people are. Why didn't she respond to the royal with, do you understand how genetics works? I don't have the slightest idea. Kid could be completely white, could be completely black or anything in between. What the hell are you talking about, you crazy old person? Armstrong and Getty.